Watch who? Hello, Hello. and welcome to To Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yep, you're watching these episodes for the very first time. Very first time. Oh, we're back to that. Are we? We're back to our, our <laughs> back traditional <to> intro. <laughs> very concise intro. So welcome back, listeners. Yep, we're in season four. Yeah. Second episode? Second story. Second yeah. story. Yeah, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah, of course. I've got I to have be very noticed, clear about actually. This. I have noticed you say episode instead of story. Do I? That's funny. Because you have stories and they're made up of episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I that have. as well. And every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, I need to tell you that because that's <laughs> the kind of thing that I bet people listening will be like, it's not episodes, it's story. Yeah. And I haven't actually pointed that out. Soz, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now I have. <laughs> there we so, go. Oh, yeah. I know as well. It just, that's, but that's what we know it as like when I, like The Crown, which will be out in the new series next week, they're episodes. Right. Yeah. That's of a series, episodes of a series, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and in my head, up, these yeah, are episodes. But then we have series, stories, and episodes. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. So that's why I'm like, the next episode, but it's not, it's a story, the next story. So it's The Smugglers last time we started off with. Yeah, you Bit of a, a non-story, wasn't it? Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> okay, right, we've, we've developed <laughs> to hate now um, for The Smugglers, that's a shame. Uh, <laughs> the more time away I've had from it, the more I've realised how much I didn't enjoy it. And watching this actually reminded me how much I didn't enjoy it. Right, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. No, I'm going with hate. I hated it. Um, I've just got an update from last time. Oh yeah. We've all been waiting for this update. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about this. So I messaged Katrina. Yeah, not Katarina. Not as Katarina. Because I, I was mess- getting so angry about. <laughs> so I messaged Katrina on Facebook who yeah. so I've been friends with her on Facebook for like ten years. You know when you add people in school, but you don't yeah. actually speak to them. Yeah, yeah. So I messaged her and I said <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Hi Katrina. Uh well, basically, I said, you know, I know this is a random message. Talking about primary school memories uh, for a Doctor Who podcast, and it reminded me of a vague memory that your dad worked on it. it had something to do with the Daleks. I wanted to see if I'd remember that right, and if you knew anything more about it. Right. So then I heard back from her, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to read what she said. Okay. Is this is like your installment of the um, of me reading a Doctor Who magazine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so go on. I literally have no idea. Okay. I'm listening so to this as well. So this is about 25. I've not spoken to her since I was like 10 or 11. This is like 25 years. Okay. <laughs> no contact. Okay. okay. She says, "Hi, Mark. Very long time. No see. I hope all is well. Very impressed with your memory. Mm. Yes, my dad used to work for the BBC for a bit and was peripherally." involved in making one of the old Doctor Who episodes where he did, in fact, manage to not drop the pre-prepared scenery rocks on the Daleks in time in one of the scenes and they had to go back and reshoot. <laughs> he did tell me the name of the episode at one point, but I have now forgotten. I can go ask him again, dot, dot, dot. Oh. So then I was like... <laughs> you were like, yes! So, so last time you said, like, maybe just chat to her and be a bit nice first. But I completely didn't do that because I got excited. So I said, I, I did the wrong reply. I just said, thanks for getting back to me. I can't believe I remembered it correctly. It must be about 25 years. Emoji. Um, <laughs> that time went quick. What, well, 25 years just flew by? And then I said, if you were able to find out which episode it was, that would be amazing. And then I haven't heard back yet. Yeah. No playing it cool from Mark. I know. I, went straight, I didn't say, like, <laughs> how are you or anything. <laughs> she might be listening now, actually. Yeah. She might have found out, like, I, what podcast does he do? Yeah, what is he saying about me? Yeah. What is he saying about me? So, um, hopefully, I will update everyone when I find out, because I'm still not sure what it could be. I'll be Once I know the story, I'll be able to sort of work out a few more things, I think. Okay. Um. But yeah, well, she said she can go and ask him, dot, 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 and then she's never come back yet, so... We'll find out. <laughs> that was a few... That was yesterday. 
<laughs> By the so next episode, we might have a new update. This we might could, have another is update. Is this like our season four storyline? Well, yeah, I think this I feel like it is. Yeah, I feel like our it is. side story to season so, four. I'm so pleased Katrina got in touch with It's weird, though, because I last saw her as a child, and now I'm talking to like a near 40 year old. Well, not near 40, but 35 year old adult. Yeah. So it's very odd. Um, but it's nice. That's nice to reconnect. It is, Mark. I'm happy for <laughs> you. And I remembered correctly. Yeah. No one can, like, say your memory yeah. is wrong. And Katrina was great in school. She was always, like, the narrator. She had the best speaking voice. Yeah. So any assembly, any... She was the narrator because she right. got up and... And she was Sherlock Holmes in the school play as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So What was What was Tom? <laughs> <laughs> um, what was he? Well, we were in Wizard of Oz. We were in the Emerald City, so we just sat there and wore green and didn't do anything. <laughs> we were on a bench together and just sat there and wore green. Oh. We're like we we're in the Emerald City. Um, oh, I'd I love was, to see you in, in the Sher- Emerald City. But in Sherlock City. Holmes, I had two parts. I was oh. a vicar and a professor. Of course, you were. I had a quick change. change. I was like because it was about art theft or something. Katrina and Sherlock Holmes was like investigating this art. Theft or fraud, and I was a professor that had to authenticate the painting. Check and then I was a vicar on a train. <laughs> Check you doing all that high school. Yeah, yeah. I was um, like, oh, we. I was like, but we wrote our own, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked. To, Mark knows about my. We've never talked about my primary school on here. No, That's for another no. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did unconventional primary school. Mine was for another time. <laughs> so yeah, so we will find out, everybody, what happens next. Um, so let's get on to the 10th planet then. Yeah, let's do it. So last time we were working out our things of the planets, weren't we? Oh, yes. My very evil mother just stabbed Uncle Norman's penis. Yes, yes. So the 10th planet. So what we worked out was penis was Pluto. <laughs> yeah, with our with our abbreviations of the planets. <laughs> and that's the ninth planet. That was the ninth planet. So, so we, we were working out the what 10th the 10th planet. Yeah, and yeah. watching the 10th planet, we worked out, well, we find out that the 10th planet is Mondas. So does that add, if you're doing that... <laughs> You have to add an M at the end. Oh, wait. My very so evil t- mother just stabbed Uncle Norman's penis's mole. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so we uh, we land in... Uncle Norman's... I'm going to think about that. Someone else can come up with a new one. <laughs> yeah, with so you have to add Mondas onto the end of your yeah. way to work out. Do you take Pluto off, though, and just add Mondas on? Oh, no. Well, no, because at the time... At the time, yeah. Pluto was still a planet, whereas now, yeah. then we would just have my very... Because then we said my very evil mother would just stabbed Uncle Norman without Pluto, because obviously Pluto's not Uncle Norman... Mondas. Mondas is, something, yeah. yeah. So if Pl- we're not counting Pluto as a no. planet. And therefore, actually, this isn't the 10th planet, because Pluto isn't a planet, so therefore it's the 9th. <laughs> yeah, it's technically the 9th <laughs> before they took Pluto away. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's got far too complicated already for this. But there's a lot. This is an important story, this one. Yeah. Here we go. Here we yeah. go. Um, so this one, I didn't have on video. I only watched this when it came out on DVD in 2013. Mm. Like, it had been on video. I just never got... Got around to it. I just it. never got it. Yeah. Um, and we no interest? Have... No, it was in like a box set tin. And right. I just, it was towards the end of the videos again. Okay. I just never got around to getting it. And I think you... it was in a tin, so it was more expensive to get secondhand or something, oh, I see. I think. And you knew what this story was? So... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we have episode four missing. It's very famously missing because obviously it's a very important episode to be missing. Yeah. And it did exist right up until the 70s. And the clip of the regeneration was used for Blue Peter because they were doing a thing on it. So Blue Peter borrowed that episode. Oh. And then it never appeared again. So it's quite likely that it could be out there. That's the theory. Yeah, yeah. Because the others exist. They were just they just checked out the library basically and just never gave it back and we just disappeared. No one can work out what's happened. That's interesting. And I was thinking, I haven't had my missing episodes rent for no, a while. Go for it, you but have if it. you I mean, if you're the type of dickhead that has this <laughs> that has these Doctor <laughs> Who episodes in their basement and you you're or probably attic, a fan. If you're gonna hoard a Doctor Who episode, you're gonna hoard the most important one, aren't you? What, the very first which is the first regeneration yeah. so that makes me think this one is one that's in the in that 
collector. In that collector's basement. And if yeah, you were to narrow the like, field, it's someone you know from I mean? Blue Peter. Well, well, I don't know. Well, they borrowed it and gave it to someone and sold it. You know, anything. Yeah, you don't know. You, you don't borrow know. it. Like, the, it's someone involved in Blue Peter. That's well, they, narrowing well, no, the Blue field. Blue Peter took it to yeah. use the clip and then it... Did they take it back and it went somewhere else, or someone took it, or they threw it out? But no one knows what happened after that. But okay. it, it starts with Blue Peter, basically. It starts Blue with Blue Pe- Peter and end up with There's this idiot like, in their basement. Tell you what, Blue Peter has a lot to answer well, for, yeah, doesn't it, Mark? Yeah. But then, without Blue Peter, we wouldn't actually have the video of the regeneration. Mm, why not? Oh, because they use, they use that clip and put it in the program, so we've got it from the program. You see, but surely, if it hadn't been taken out, then it would still be existing. Well, yes. <laughs> okay, you can look at it like that. But anyway, that is the person with it in their basement. I hope you're very happy and you're loving that episode. We've got the animated episode now. <laughs> We've got the soundtrack. So I hope you're deliriously happy with your 10th Planet episode four. There we go. I, <laughs> I hope you're loving it. Angry Mark is the best. <laughs> I rarely see Mark really angry. But no, you would though, wouldn't you? That's the one you would be like, I don't want anyone to see this. It's really important. But then it may, then I think, well, you must be a fan and know its importance if you're holding that one. Yeah. Or it's just a random one that fell off the back of a Blue Peter lorry and someone's found it. Yeah. And it just happens to be, it's out and about because of Blue Peter. Anyway, it's very interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. But I blame Blue Peter. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do that. So 10th Planet, here we go. Uh, we landed, it's set in December 1986. Yeah. So this is 1966, doing the future. So they said something, didn't they? The doctor's like, we're at the coldest planet on Earth. The coldest point on Earth or something. Point on Earth. Something like that, yeah. So, oh, did he say on Earth? Just look up at that scanner. We have arrived at the coldest place in the world. Because in my head, they weren't on Earth. They were like on this 10th planet. So that took me a while to adjust. So... It's Earth, and we've got this tracking station, and everything's set very much on this base. Yeah. Um, and it's it's going back a bit to the war machines, I think, where it's, okay, it's been the future, but it's not been spacey future, space museum-y, future-y. No. It's sort of grounded in some kind of reality. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, yeah, I do like that, and that seems to be more of the style that we're, we're getting at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's start off with... Um, Ben and Polly in the TARDIS. Yeah. Because I want to do clothes watch first. Clothes watch. Because <laughs> obviously they've got to get in some warm clothes. Yeah. <laughs> a mention of the TARDIS wardrobe. Yeah. Polly's, Polly's been down into that wardrobe. Now, it's funny that, okay, Vicky, Dodo, they all went to the, the wardrobe and yeah. found those amazing clothes. Why is it when Polly goes in, she gets a very fashionable, <laughs> very yeah. modern 60s. She, she can find the right clothes in the wardrobe. Vicky and Dodo could not. So here's the thing I said to you in the middle of it. It's funny, isn't it? The Doctor does not want people flying with him. Like He's made that very clear. He would much rather be by himself. Yet he happens to have an entire wardrobe of clothes for men and women of the same sizes. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I don't know because we had a discussion about Ben's outfit. <laughs> I don't like that turtleneck, V-neck combo. I'm no. sorry, Ben. Love it's the not turtleneck. For no, it's not for him. I like it's the turtleneck, big. not the V-neck. I know it's very 60s, but it just doesn't suit I hate him. the V-neck. He's borrowed Barbara's turtleneck and Ian's jumper or something out of the wardrobe. No, I'm pretty there. sure if that's no. Ian's turtleneck. I'm sure Ian no. wore a turtleneck at one yeah, point. I th- yeah, I think he did. I think it's Ian's turtleneck. But it's, it's, he's that coat of... I'm sure that coat is actually... Like, Barbara had something similar with... Because it had a muffler. She had a muffler. <laughs> Hang on, what? Ben's coat or Polly's coat? Polly's coat. Polly's coat. Maybe it was, maybe. So, where... Considering, I know he had Susan, so he obviously I've had female clothes for that. How's he got all these female clothes? And all these <laughs> young male clothes for like, ironically, for all the same size people. Just so happens that all the people that have got on this ship happen to be about the right size, the same yeah, exactly. size. Yeah, <laughs> so they all, they all wrap up warm. Yeah. <laughs> off they go, Doctor has his hat and cloak. Yeah. Um, and then we're off on film with, um, the end, with the snow and everything at the South Pole. Yeah. And I pointed out that William Hartnell's not there for the filming, so he's just in the background. It's Stunt, stunt Doctor. Yeah. In the background while Ben and Polly do the, do the talking on the, yeah. on the snow. I think that's a really good set, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, you made me watch the 
special features as well, didn't you? So we know it's like on a film set, yeah. not a studio. Yeah, and they've got the wind machine and everything like that. We quickly get them onto the onto this tracking room set and you meet the commander and all the people that are on the on, on this base. Um, what are you thinking? Are you liking that sort of setup? And then we've got the guys on the spaceship, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Not the spaceship, the, the rocket. The rocket, yeah. Um, um, were you sort of getting into it? I wasn't not getting into it. There was a lot going on and it was a lot to take in. I think because we spent quite a while working out where are they, like what. Because, so I mean, it's really clever in the sense, like, because it's an international space, so they're all from different places. Like there was the we think Italian, the Italian guy, slash maybe on Irish, the, younger, the Italian guy. What's his name? He dies in episode one. Tito, I think. Yeah, so he's Italian. He starts singing some Italian and then doesn't obviously know the rest. He just goes, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so okay. it sets up. There is a lot of back and forth and you're working out, okay, what's happening with this rocket? And they, You find out that they're stuck up there. Yeah. And you have Ben, Polly and the Doctor. They come on board, but then they're sort of just in the background while all this other stuff is going on. They don't really get into the story very much, do they? No. They're just... They, you can literally see them in the background just waiting for their scenes to come up. They're just sitting there. They are very much bystanders to a story. And their only purpose really is to be like, the, really is for the Doctor to be like, actually, this is what it is. This is what's going on. They don't really, and they probably would have worked that out eventually because they would have had yeah, some form of contact. Yeah, there's no impact with them. It's yeah. not, it's they don't great bring to anything new. No. No, they don't add anything. And you're very much into that story because you see a lot of the space pilots up yeah, there. Yeah. And we were talking about the set of the spaceship with their... Yeah. They're both, you know, they've got all the wires and everything and it obviously looks dated. And you've got these things on their... Like, what are they? Padded yeah. sort of spaceship seats, haven't Yeah, they? it's obviously when you see them, like, um, in films now where it's to stop, like, when you're shaking around. Stop, but, like, they just look really badly done. Did you read Conversation? Yes. We're getting a Mars 6-2. We'll call back. Hey, Glenn. Yeah? Now, uh, take it easy, Come but... Come uh, on, what is it? It wasn't Mars I had. <laughs> well, that explains it, doesn't it? Come on, now, damn drug yet. Yeah. Well, listen, Glenn, there's something else out there. What do you mean? There's another planet out there. But then we had that discussion about what... In 1966, what are you expecting? You would have seen, like, NASA missions and stuff. No one's landed on the moon in real life yet. Yeah. So it's quite ambitious in that way. But there would have been NASA footage and things, and you would have based it on that. Yeah. And it reminds me of something, which I think our listeners might be interested in. So I'm just going to go off on something right now. You do second. it. Um, so there is a radio program called Journey Into Space, which was made by the BBC in 1953. Right. And it's pretty much that. It's four characters. They're launching up. They're going to the moon. The first series is them going to the moon. They're like short 25-minute episodes, and it's just these four characters. How And it's done very realistically. Like, mm. they've got to do the readings, and they have, like, they, you hear it through sort of their diary recordings. And obviously strange things happen. There's a bit of a sort of an alien element to it. Yeah. But a lot of it, like the first five or six episodes it's just like them contacting earth we're doing this we've got to change the g-force or whatever and they have to do a spacewalk and stuff and it's very tense and atmospheric i'm all for taking the chance let's try to land doc me too i suppose if i say i'm not i'll be considered overruled yes i'm overruled all right a landing procedure will be the same as it would have been for landing on earth with the aid of the atmosphere how else but it may not be dense enough to afford the necessary braking power that we'll find out but we'll try it just the same Open up the pilot's cabin, Doc. I'm going in. And I listen to sort of a lot of the Doctor Who audio dramas that are made now. Yeah. And they're great because they've got such a great atmosphere and they create such an alien landscape and stuff. But this is the BBC in 1953. They're recording it as live, you know, and doing all the sound effects and stuff. And that is so much more atmospheric than what, any modern radio mm. drama can do now. So I do recommend, if you like audio drama, Journey Into Space. Mm. It's scary as well. It's so sort of real life that it's scary. Okay. 
And that is similar as well because that's 1953 and they've set it in like the 70s that man is on the moon and stuff. It's very much that. And those scenes in The 10th Planet, that's basically like what Journey into Space is, but a bit more dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, I like that element. Once you got, once you knew what was going on. But I preferred this to last week, which was just really so, we were like in it. There's a lot, yeah, and then you have the um, the American colonel or whoever course, he is. He's, he's shouting around. He's he's the main sort of guy in it, isn't yeah, he? And yeah. he clashes with the doctor and he says, like, I don't like your face or your hair or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's there, William Hartnell's there, but he's not doing anything. No. That is a shame. That is, he's not, he's almost part-time doctor, but he's in the scene. Yeah, he's part-time yeah. part-time doctor now. They None of them are contributing they don't contribute anything to that story but i like how with ben and polly their humor and their that's still going from the smugglers isn't it yeah. their comments that they have yeah the doctor then see this is where i don't like the writing as much because this planet mondas turns up which is a twin of the earth that's a nice twist mm. yeah yeah that's unexpected yeah yeah so and then you see the news Footage, like the news, international news saying there's a new planet and everything. A bit like the War Machines modern series with the news reports and everything. And everyone's yeah. got to add an M to the end of their planets. <laughs> um, but then the Doctor says, oh, I know, I know all about that. Yeah, there's a twin planet. I've written it down here. I know exactly what's going to happen. And I'm like, well, how long, how long have you known that Earth has had a twin planet millions of years ago? You didn't tell Ian and Barbara that. You no. could have told Ian and Barbara before they landed, when they landed back in 1965... Oh, in a couple of years, Twin Planets... I know exactly... How does he know all of that? Yeah, yeah. What What's the point of him doing that? He's just saying, yeah, I know. I don't like that. No. It's much more interesting him coming to discover it than just being like, yeah, I know. And yeah. he just feels... Like, he literally looks... He's like, mm, yeah, and just sort of writes down on a piece of paper and puts it in that guy's pocket. And then they discover it a few minutes later, and he's like, I told you so. Is that just set up so that they trust him I think and ask so, yeah. for his science? Yeah, I think so. But but it, it proves the point of, like, they don't really have much purpose there. No, that's... Uh, yeah, like, it's it, like... If it's they like, weren't in the story, that story would still run. Like, yeah. all of all three of them. You could take all three... I mean, okay, we're ha- jumping ahead. But Polly, at one point, her contribution is, I can make coffee. <laughs> yeah. That literally, like, I'm going to help. I'll make coffee. And that is what she says. I'll make coffee. And and get shout out, like, make your coffee. You could take the three of them out of this story. This story could still run as a great story. You could still have the Cybermen come. It's a shame because we know, okay, you know, we're jumping ahead, but we do whatever. Um, But we, (laughs) I was laughing. But we know that the third episode, the Doctor's not there. So we don't know what might have been. In terms well, of so like, so episode three, William Hartnell was ill, so they had to write him out. So he suddenly faints and he's out. Yeah, given his lines to everybody else. So we don't know what that contribution would have been. It, it's fine; it works, but it almost highlights how much he's not. It doesn't make much difference. Yeah. no. but you don't know what contribution he would have brought. But it, I don't think he would have done any because he shouts a bit. Yeah. And doesn't do anything and just sits in a he's sitting in a chair just listening to them. They all are yeah. for a, a while. It, I literally think they could have worked out most of this to some extent. All right, they might not have worked out who exactly what that planet was, but actually that other scientist guy, he works out. He's like, oh wait, yeah. When Polly says it's like that, so it's like this, and that was like Malaysia and all this, and then they work out, yeah, that kind of looks like Earth. Then the sideburn walk in and tell them everything anyway. They would still find that planet. They would still probably come to the same realizations as Ben and Polly did, because Ben and Polly are just normal people. You know, the scientists happen to have more information than they do. And then between them all, they come up with because the doctor passes out, what right and wrong to do. Yeah, that scientist, is it Barclay? Yeah, I, I think say it is. Barclay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not he, Dyson. Dyson, there's Dyson, there's Barclays sponsorship episode. <laughs> um, let's just go to the Cybermen. Actually, now we're in, so we go to the end of episode one where they yeah. appear. Yeah. And so we've not really talked about the Cybermen before. No. You said you didn't know them from the new series, from what you know. Mm, I mean, not you don't properly. Recognise them like the Daleks. 
But you would know a Cyberman if you saw a picture. Yeah, of one. yeah, yeah. So if, like, there's one right by your face on your thing, Mark. Oh, yeah. I know a Cyberman. Like, I know them, but yeah. like, I've not watched episodes with them in really. Right. So when they were appearing maybe out of the snow, were maybe you, like, at Christmas I might have seen them. Sometimes yeah. they're like with other things, aren't yeah. they? They tend to be more like in partnership with things I've seen. That's very knowledgeable of you. Partnership. <laughs> like, if I've watched a Christmas episode, it's usually like a Cyberman and something else. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Pretty much. Hey, check me out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, whereas, like, the Daleks are just usually the main mm. villain. I think maybe I've seen the Daleks and the Cybermen. Has that been a thing? Yeah. Mark, I'm all over it. <laughs> maybe that's what I mean. Like, I've, I've rarely seen, but I have also seen, like, just the Daleks. Yeah. Just them. But I've never seen just the Cybermen. So when they're coming out of the snow at the beginning and you're seeing these creatures, did you I didn't think, know they were Cybermen. Cybermen. No, no, not at all. Okay. No, it's I only when you tell you, you told me. You went, I went, oh, they look weird. And you went, yep, first Cyberman, what, really? <laughs> <laughs> but that image of them at the end of episode yeah. with the face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's such a striking image. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because the Cybermen, as by your head right now, the picture there, it's such a, a strong image of robot face men. The way they walked, these guys didn't walk like robots like they move like humans i mean they were in ridiculous you know what i mean the costumes they're yeah. like you know whereas now whenever you watch anything with them they're very robotic and they're almost like yeah, choreographed that is a movement. bit of a modern criticism of the new ones though that they're not they're too robotic nowadays ah you see there we go they're so too what I efficient mean. they're too because they are supposed to be humans that replace themselves so much with cybernetics that they yeah. it took them over and these are sort of early ones where you see the human hand. You, whether intentional or not, you see the eye through the hole, which is scary, I think, when yeah, you see yeah. that. I think that's better to see a human eye yeah. through those, like yeah. the glove. And what did you say when you saw the oh, that face? You were like... Oh, it's like a gimp suit again, Another gimp it? suit. <laughs> You're like, it's, but it's, it is a scary... Yeah, yeah. Like it's a sort of, I don't know, some... I mean, it's Oh, a, no, we said, we both said it's like um, Hannibal Lester... Hannibal Lester. Hannibal Lester. What do I mean? Hannibal Lester. Hannibal Lecter. Lecter. I don't know who Hannibal Lester is. Hannibal Lester. Why would you? Yeah, like a horror or like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think isn't that isn't that real life Texas Chainsaw Massacre where he like cut people's face off and put yeah, that's what that's what it was. Yeah, that's what we said. Hannibal City. Why did I go to the city? I'm sorry. Anyone that listens in Leicestershire, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, like a, a skin <laughs> half like cybernetic-y, but there's still bits of skin and there's still... It's yeah. A, and then for the 60s there as well, it's a very effective it is, costume. Yeah. We haven't seen anything like that, have we? Not yet. Not for a while. No. When After you said it, and then I could see it, I was like, oh, wait, yeah. You've still got the, the vague shape, you know, with the head and the... The sort of handlebar They have a torch on the head, don't they? The yeah. handlebars, but then you've still got on the modern ones, you've still got a, a yes. bit of a, a thing. It's just more The face is different. Yeah. And um, it's I mean, their movement, I think, is the biggest thing. Well, yeah, they haven't really worked that out. I think that's just the actors trying to get across also, in any whole, way possible. their whole costumes are completely... It's massive, like, they're isn't it? It's massive. They're like... And, they, and they're holding those guns, which is like an extra suitcase. Do they still have those? <laughs> uh No. Um, so. so then they start speaking in episode two. Oh, you hated this. You will be wondering what has happened. Your astronomers must have just discovered a new planet. Is that not so? Yes, that's right. I found it really <laughs> funny, actually, for a while. Like, hello, I am. <laughs> like, I think the voice is great. It gets on my nerves when he's just opening his mouth <laughs> because it is someone different doing the voice than the, yeah. the, the actual acting. But it's just... I am going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the open the mouth, the shut the mouth. Like, if you're going to do it, do it in time. If you're going to do it, then do it in time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not exactly the easiest to understand. You have to sort of concentrate quite a bit to actually work out what they're saying it's, they, not, all, it's um, not clear well he said didn't like it, it's supposed to be like quite song-like mm. which is why it jumps around a lot and like, he holds on it like if you want to do something then you should like <laughs> yeah but it's, it's creative yeah yeah but it may be not be clear enough i prefer that though to some of the other ones we've had where it's like almost like wotan 
Yeah. Um, I was thinking more of... Um, Monoids. Yes. Sense rights. I was thinking. I was thinking the one in the, um, with the Chumblies. The Rills. The Rills. The Rills had a good voice. Remind me of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just had a pretty much. Oh, voice. give it, give it, tell, remind me. <laughs> Hang on, let me think of a real voice. Oh gosh. Um, no, do not enter here. <laughs> we are friendly. The Chumblies will look after you. Yeah, but I mean, that just sounds like a fake ghost. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the reals. Yeah, I know. It's really annoying. The monoids are more like, number one, go here. That sounds like, um, like, a, oh, I had, um, oh, I not secretary number three. What? Oh. Secretary number three, what, inside number nine? No. Oh, um, oh, no. Secret- oh, sensorites? Yeah. The um, city administrator. <laughs> so that reminded me of. Oh, secretary number three. <laughs> I thought you were thinking of a TV programme. No. Oh. Or um, what? What were the ones with the eyes where the mouths were? Yeah, the monoids. Monoids. Yeah, just done the monoids. Yeah, that was an annoying voice. Yeah. Yeah. So I put... Like, also, I much prefer this to a Dalek. Mm, depends how long they speak for, I oh, think. Oh, no, there's, there's change in tone. That's a massive difference. Like, if I, I don't know, if I read something or if I just, like, talk like this, even in a monotone voice, I can talk about nothing and I will... But if I get excited, I'll talk higher or whatever. Daleks just have one thing the whole time. At least they have, like, we are going to kill you. Like, at least it changes. I know, I suppose so. And there are different Cybermen, and I have slightly different... There's two people doing their voices, so there is yeah. a bit of a change. Um, yeah. I mean, they are very Where memorable. is the doctor? <laughs> That's the Dalek. Oh, Where uh... is the doctor? <laughs> Exterminate, but, so which that, I haven't heard, by has the way. quite but... a lot of dialogue, that Cyberman. And Poly, yeah. there's a lot of back and forth with the Doctor and Polly, and they're arguing a bit. Yep. Um, we then have... Well, actually, that spaceship in part one, they blow up and die. <laughs> yeah, which sorry. Which is a bit of a shock. I'm just what? laughing at our voices. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they blow up and die. Yeah. Um, well, okay, let's go on to... Let's go on to Ben a minute. Because yeah. he has quite a lot to do in this. I didn't yeah. realise how... He takes over. I mean, the Doctor's not doing very much in one and two. He's off on three, he does a bit in four, and that's yeah. it. Ben, really, as the story goes on, he gets put in the projection room and does that and, and of fights course. off a Cyberman with a projector. Yeah. yeah. He then gets, when he gets back, he gets the gun and hands it to the uh, commander. He gets locked up again, and then he goes through the ventilation shaft. The biggest ventilation <laughs> so shaft the biggest, ever. Biggest ventilation shaft on the wall that can fit a human through. So there he is crawling through. <laughs> With like the mesh that's been really poorly stuck on as well. <laughs> yeah. Like there's nothing. Oh, it's yeah. like a massive window. It's a window. Yeah. It's <laughs> bigger than some windows. It is. It's some huge. windows are smaller than that. So it's very convenient. He goes, he has a bit of a stunt. If you when think he gets... of like a bathroom toilet, like a bathroom <laughs> yeah. window, some bathroom windows are smaller than that. They're a little yeah. toilet one. Yeah. It's massive. So he, he does he does all that. Yeah. He gets he has a stunt and goes over the balcony, gets knocked out. And yeah. then he does all the radiation stuff at the end. Yeah. And he's trying to save the Doctor and Polly, who go off and sit down for most of episode four. Yeah. He does a lot. So when Ben annoys me, and I've like... Well, I was going to say, is Ben still your favourite? I'm very surprised that he annoyed you here. I know only two episodes in, so it can change. But where he annoys me is his sort of... This arrogance at the beginning, this sort of angry arrogance at the beginning. Um, like what? Like, it's very obvious, for example, don't pick up a gun to try and fight the Cybermen. And what did he do? He picked up a gun. Well, it's not that obvious. He, it is. Yeah, but everyone else is standing around there doing nothing. Ben's like, right, we've got to do something about this. I'm going to pick up the gun and try and get out of here. The last guy that put a gun at them, they just killed straight away. So that's what I mean. He's very sort of gung-ho with stuff. That Later on, 
always it was the same in the war machines you know he's really he's very smart like he can get his way out of situations he's he's like an east end lad isn't he do you know what i mean he's like very smart very cunning he can figure things out um when he he also broke that the rule of like don't kill something yeah but he he showed remorse he was he like oh i didn't i didn't mean to it just went off no, he didn't say that. He was like, you gave me no choice. No, he said, no, he, he didn't know. Me... No, he didn't know he was going to kill that Scythe man. He, he said, like, you gave me you no gave choice. You gave me no choice, yeah, but he pressed, I don't think he knew what he was doing. So, I think he did. Do not resist. Give me that weapon. Oh, sorry, mate, I'm giving the orders here. Now, look, get back. Look, I'm telling you, get back! <laughs> I didn't give an alternative. And he had the chance to get out because the door opens to projection. Like, the Dalek comes in. The Dalek, start that again. The, <laughs> the Cyberman walks in and he's, like, all blinded and he's walking over to it. And he's then sort of, like, he could have snuck out and shut the door and locked him in. I cannot believe you're hating on Ben for killing a Cyberman. I'm just saying, it kind of breaks the rule of all the other ones where they don't kill. Even he's a Cyberman. Even... Ian didn't kill that Yeti man. You know, the one that was, like, kidnapped Barbara in... <laughs> right, in the case of Marinus. In the case of Marinus. <laughs> no, we didn't kill him, no. No. Yeah, and that was a human. That wasn't a cyber man. It doesn't matter, but they, they don't kill people. Like, they don't... Okay, of all the things, I didn't think you would be so annoyed about that. Yeah, I just think it goes against the rule of, like, they don't... They just don't do that. The doctor, doesn't, I don't know what to the say. doctor <laughs> preaches. Like, this doctor's whole thing has been around. Um, yeah, but they'll kill Daleks and Cybermen. I've never seen them do it. They won't kill them, but they'll stop them. Well, the doctor put did the time destructure and killed all the Daleks. He didn't kill them. He stopped it happening. Hmm. He never killed. Okay, well, look, he's. He has this whole thing, doesn't he? Because that was the whole argument. In if we go back to um, that ridiculous twelve episode, what was it? Dalek's master plan. Dalek's yeah. master plan. So he argues with Brett about the fact that he kills people all the time. He's like, "That's not what you do. That's not what we do." And then what's her face? Sarah Super Trooper. She shoots and she kills. And he says, "You don't do that. We don't. You don't need to do that." That's his thing. That's the doctor's like moral compass and I just find it really and Ben knows as well that he shouldn't have done that because he's sad that he he's sad that he killed he's like you I didn't think give he's me in shock this. that's his first alien encounter and he it's not his first a, alien encounter wow he just tried to shoot one before that's the other thing as well mm. he actively wanted to shoot them before because he got the gun yeah, but, wow, well, okay. Maybe that's his Navy training. I think that's it. And I think, like I say, it's it's really early on that this will change. He's so smart, like, because I mean, he's I, the one... I mean, look, he used a projector to get out that room. He, he in his head, was like, I can blind him with this. Like, the light... He's obviously put that together. When they were in the radiation room, he was the one that worked out, like, oh, hang on a minute, why don't... Why are we doing this? Why don't they do all this? He obviously is smart enough to work these things out without having to resort to that. Why is it that, like, they wrote for his... For for people that they're, they're, you know, the doctor has a sort of stance of, like, non-violence. He has this whole thing, non-violence against humanity. That's, like, the doctor's huge, like, mantra. And all these companions that he has, why does he have it that then they get Ben to find, pick up a gun to shoot them? And also, when he could have got out, I mean, he really could have got out. There was, he came enough into the room and he goes, come on, come on, come in. And he's, like, getting him further in. He could have got out. One, I just I just felt like that's just not what the Doctor Who companions of all the previous ones. When you that's that has always been, in fact, whenever we've looked at other people that could have gone on, that has been my reason why they wouldn't. Mm. Okay, I never thought of that. Wow, poor Ben. So he's in your bad books he's at the moment. Bad, he's not in my <laughs> bad books. He's not in my bad books because... I thought he was going to be a hero. He's done a lot. He's been very proactive. 
Yeah, oh yeah, completely. I mean, gosh, he, he had the whole radiation. He's yeah. so smart. I and it's <laughs> well, I just think... is, he, is he smart with the radiation? Because we, oh, we did when say. they took the radiation out of the radiation room. Yeah, and we were like, <laughs> like I was is like, that a bit dangerous? <laughs> I was like, when did they set this? Said so in nineteen sixty. It was nineteen eighty six. Was Ch- Chernobyl. <laughs> Which is in when April. this is set. In April 1986 was the Chernobyl, and this is December, December. 1986. We were like, they should know, those scientists. The Chernobyl just <laughs> ben happened. Ben didn't know. It was from 1966. <laughs> the scientists should know yeah. that you should not be doing that with radiation and stuff. That is dangerous stuff to be handling. And also, those suits cannot be safe enough if that guy is choking from some smoke. <laughs> 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 so I have a lot of concerns right now but yeah he's obviously mm. I just think it's such a shame because I what I liked about Ben from the war machines yes he he had really good morals and he stood up for like he stood up for Polly in the bar and he he could see that like what the doctor was about and he wanted to help and he's like proactive and and I just think it's it's really poor writing to just be like because he's in the navy will get him to also try and kill things i mean ian there's a difference between i think actively killing and self-defense i think that's what it is and that cyberman wasn't actively yeah, but he's just gonna follow him and kill him yeah but he got he got it into the room that's the difference mm. do you know what i mean he was he was fine in a room he I just did, needed well, to get yeah. out the all he needed to do his aim was to get out of a room. Yeah. His aim wasn't to kill a cyberman. His aim was just to get out of a room. He actively banged on the door like, "Oi, come in here, come in here." And then blinded him. And in the process, then I killed think him. Ian and Stephen would have done the same thing. I don't think Stephen would have killed him. I think Steve I think they would have got him in and I think they would have like I don't think they would have killed him. None of the previous ones have killed unless it's for self-defense. Ian, I mean, Ian, all those fights, he never killed. Uh, he threw that Aztecs guy off the building. <laughs> that's, that's the only one I can think of. That is literally the only one. All the others have been, because we were like, what is that? That was like proper, like crazy, like, I've got to finish this sort of yeah, moment, wasn't yeah. it? That is the only one I can think of. But all the others, he's got them close to death, but he's never killed anyone. All the people that have died have died. Even crazy, he's a Marinus, even crazy, um, um, what was he called, guy? Um, the Vord? No, Inky's a Marinus. The um, one Arbitan? Who, the one no. that, killed, that kidnapped Barbara. Oh, yeah. Um, Fur guy. <laughs> cabin guy we call cabin him. guy that's it even cabin guy in the end he he fell he he got trapped by the things and he they didn't do anything they don't kill they, they never do that I just think it's really okay well we'll keep a bit of a tally on how many more people Ben kills if yeah. he does let's he keep okay we'll keep an eye even, on Ben even in the war machines Ben is on um, what's it called Probation. Probation. Even the war machines, he didn't. No. They, he set things up, but he didn't actively yeah. do it. There's a difference between, like, I think there is a difference between them being part of something to stop it and actively doing it. And also, bear in mind, you're seeing a Cyberman, but these are humans as well. I can't believe you're sticking up for the Cybermen. I'm not sticking up for Cybermen. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if we're talking about the morality of this... Like, there, well, there's also human in there as well, isn't there? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, well, I didn't know that would be such a, <laughs> such a point just, for you. Yeah, wow, it, it really annoys surprised. me. I was like, I'm very surprised. you definitely did not need to do that. Why have they wrote that? Well, that okay, goes where, against what everything. are you thinking about Polly now? Do you like, because you liked her in The Smugglers. Yeah, I really like Polly. I yeah. really like, I really like good, Polly. Because she had a very good moral with the, with the Cybermen, don't yeah. you care, and all that stuff, yeah, yeah. and back and forth. Yeah. That was good. Why? Because millions and millions of people are going to suffer and die horribly. We shall not be affected. Don't you think of anything except yourself? Actually, the whole story, um, I've watched this a few times, there's not much to it. Okay, yeah, it's a regeneration episode and it's got the Cybermen in. But the story, what, a spaceship goes off course, blows up in episode two. They send somebody else up. It's the... Corporal's son. Of course. Which is an extra bit of drama, of course. 
but they're waiting for Mondas just to destroy anyway because it's going to overflow with energy. Yeah. So they don't have to do anything. Okay, there's this plot about the bomb and is it going to go off? Are they going to do that? Yeah. It's a shame because it's such a strong idea and it's episode. It's just not enough, is there? No. It could have been done in three. Yeah, and it, I think it doesn't, so. It's a shame that it is the Doctor's last episode because it doesn't show the greatness and the it's, it's interesting because they know it's going to be his last one. Yeah. They've obviously written that. Yeah. Or have they just tacked it onto the end of a story they were doing anyway? I don't know. Maybe. It's a shame he's not in episode three, but I don't think it would make that much difference. We were working out like, oh, so what have they got? Who's doing what? Yeah. We? Like, I did not enjoy it. Like, the smugglers, I we well, you know, yeah, I really tough. struggled. That smugglers was tough. was tough. It wasn't slow paced. You were never no. bored. There was a lot of back and forth shouting and... When it needed a bit of a Cyberman to appear and shoot some people, had it happened. Music. Had music. Had the suspense with the bomb. Yeah. Um, and you wondered how they were going to get out of it. Yeah. But then it was just a disappointing climax because I, well, I didn't understand why they took Polly to the Cyberman spaceship and then suddenly the Doctor's in the Cyberman spaceship in episode four. Yeah. I, I don't know where he, he appears back in episode four and, and then, then suddenly he's taken. back again and he's sitting there. So they're out of it for the finale yeah. Ben's doing his thing the what's his name uh, general corporal whoever he yeah. gets killed I was surprised that he got killed yeah. and then his son turns up at the end which is yeah. a bit of a, <laughs> awkward some bad news <laughs> it wraps up very quickly because then, then once Mondas is destroyed the Cybermen just fall down there's no final no sort of thing and, and again like you say the Doctor Ben and Polly don't influence any of that they are just waiting around and they say that in episode two if we wait long enough the planet will just destroy itself yeah and it does it's interesting like they're literally just stuck on a ship now with a load of dead cybermen around them that's how it ends it like they just collapse and they're like all right well here we are and then right so i didn't tell you this was no you never tell me anything first doctor story what point did you think something was up or did you think something was going to happen um, or did you just think it was leading into the next story? I thought it was leading into the next story. I, ju- I thought his reaction was a little bit weird when Ben said like, oh, it's over. And he said something like, no, no, it's not. Because normally when it's been something like, I'm thinking the previous ones, he'd be like, no, it's just beginning. Like, I think of the Daleks when the Daleks first arrived and they were like, no, this is just the start. Something dramatic like that. Far from being all over. What are you talking about? And I was like, that's a bit of a weird reaction. Like, he was just, like, really sort of down about it and dismissive, but didn't sort of, like, explain why. And I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. There's no sort of, like, gravitas this time. And also, we were watching the animated version of the last episode. Oh, yes, yeah. So I said to you, I was like... It's really freaky watching this in the animated. Like, it made it really suspenseful. It's very quiet. Yeah. I didn't realise how quiet... There's nothing... He's just sitting there. He looks very tired. And Ben and Polly are like, hang on, something's a bit odd. But there's this sort of ominous silence. Yeah, yeah. And I had no idea what was coming. So I thought that it was like uh, him reflecting and being like, no, this is just the beginning, actually. And like, now we know this is going to get worse sort of thing. But he didn't say anything like that. He just sat there really ominous. And then he goes, and then we go, and then he's locked them out. And I was like, what's going on here? And the machine's going crazy. And I was like, he's leaving. I was like, no, he wouldn't leave them. And then I was like, ah, oh, he's regenerating. And that's so it was then that I got it literally at, just before it happened. Oh, and you saw him on the floor. <laughs> and then, no, and then he collapsed. And then he collapsed. Because then I went to yeah. you, like, is he going to? And then he, and then, and then, and then he got it. And then it <laughs> happened. Yeah. Um, and we also watched the actual existing clip of yeah. the regeneration. Because I as said well. to you, I went, "Oh, that'd actually be a good one to see." Yeah. You went, "Well, that exists." Yeah. <laughs> so. um, it's not like it's an amazing moment. I always think I wish the f- they zoomed out a little bit on the face because actually we were saying you can't really tell much difference. No. It goes white, and it, it does change. You can't. It's not so obvious actually. No, no. That it's a completely different face. No, no, it's not. I mean, great. Um, the technology that they had, everything—it's amazing. Yeah. But just, and obviously, they probably didn't zoom out in 
because of whatever technical reason. But I just wish you'd seen more of a, a You get change. a sideburn. That's the only difference. Yeah, it's you see like, a sideburn. It's just so whited out so much. Yeah, yeah. That you're like, oh, actually, you have to sort of squint a little bit. Yeah, and I yeah. always thought that whenever I watched that as a child or whatever, I was like, oh, that's a really rubbish one. But I appreciate it now. So, yeah, we are at the end of the first Doctor. Can you believe it? It's strange that it's the second story of season four as well. It's not like a big finale so, at the end and it's yeah. just sort of Again, very... I knew it happened in season four only because, again, it's just something like, I just know that that's like spoke about, like other people have said when I say I do this. So um, I knew that it was in the fourth season, but I get we're only on the second thing, like you say. So I didn't think it was this early. Are you happy we're here, Mark? Oh, well, I think it's very exciting. <laughs> I think it is very, ex- it's great. Who would have thought it? A year you ago. Admit, well, I, I mean, I know this is too early to say, but so we've got obviously Ben and Polly are carrying on. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I literally, we saw a sideburn in my opinion. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. So no more William Hartnell. That'll be it's weird. It's going to be weird to get used to, I think. Um, what I'm not looking forward to because is another episode, next episode of them being like, but who are you? All that drama. Because we've literally just had the week prior to this an episode of disbelief. And now we're going to have another well, episode of It's interesting. Disbelief. Yeah, Ben and Polly are so new yeah. already. But they're very used to stuff now by the 10th planet, at least, aren't they? Well, they've, they've done only done one episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So they've done sort of historical and future now. They've done their bit and now and they're now a bit they're... more settled in, aren't they? Yeah, I just... Quite relaxed. I think it'll be like a bit of a it's interesting in that it's early enough that they don't have much of an attachment to the old doctor but um they don't i just i'm not looking forward to like a whole episode of just the dr- the drama but of it it's, it's exciting because it, that's for the audience as well they have no idea where's he gone that'll be a yeah. ben line but or i mean the 10th planet it's not it's not a bad story it's not the greatest i think i feel like it's just middling for me and obviously the end is is a great moment with the regeneration. But apart from that, if it didn't have the regeneration at the end and it was just your standard story where the Doctor goes off on holiday, yeah. comes back, it w- it's just a middling story for me. The Cybermen make it. Oh, yeah. 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 If it didn't have the Cybermen, I can't, like, they really do make it. They're great. I I know, like, I don't think we've talked about them enough. To, mm. like, for me- And we haven't really had our favourite sort of, you know, our guest characters there's so many people in this yeah okay, yeah the scientist was all right but he's not a, a fun guest character he's not an no. anina or a no or whoever <laughs> no uh no one that we're going to remember really from this no we don't yeah i miss it when we don't have that but but then we get the cybermen but yeah cybermen I, I, are here to stay yeah and and i i do think they're good and I, like you said i think they are scary that was if i was mm. in the 60s seeing that on the tv as a kid it's scary yeah you know, it's just not what we know today, but I've got to, like, forget any pictures I've seen today and think about it now. Well, it'll be interesting for you to then see the development of them yeah. as we go along. Because the Daleks haven't really changed much. No, no. They have a little bit since the first episode, the second. Yeah, not the first not story, majorly. sorry. The yeah. first story. Sorry, yeah. Mark. No, Yeah, no major changes, really. Yeah. Um, shall I tell you the title of the next story? It's the power of the Daleks. Ah! Oh. I knew I shouldn't have said that. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got a new Doctor. It's so. the Daleks. We'll find. I know. Out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but before we get to that, we are going to do a special episode next week. So we are going to wa- we're going to watch something modern in color. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> there's a thing. Um, so we're going to watch the 2013 docudrama, An Adventure in Space and Time. So this was made for the 50th anniversary. It start, It focuses a lot on putting this show together with Unearthly Child and everything and goes right through to the 10th planet. So I thought it would be a nice way to conclude. round off and yeah. conclude William Hartnell's time. Yeah. Because uh, it's very interesting. It's sad that he had to leave. Yeah. But yeah, we'll go into that when we... We'll talk more about yeah. William Hartnell and the first Doctor when we do that next week, I think. It's interesting because we did watch the special features. So this is the first time, everybody. Sarah, here's another milestone. <laughs> <laughs> so we never usually watch the special features on the DVD, but because it had the regeneration in that, we watched the documentary on the 10th Planet DVD. Yeah. So that's your first experience That was my that. first special features yeah. experience. Yeah. And 
it was I found it really interesting how um what's her name? Annika Wills. Annika Wills Polly. She didn't talk very well of him at all. Okay, yeah, I was gonna mention this, okay, because Annika Wills, she's lovely, she's great. I'll talk to you more about meeting her and her I've read her book and everything. It's yeah. great. And she was there at that moment of the um, Doctor Who history. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's not um, that many other people around now to talk about that. Yeah. And, yeah, she is very harsh in a lot of interviews on William Hartnell. Yeah. I would take that with a pinch of salt. I would say the truth is sort of somewhere in between. I, yeah. I feel like... I don't know. I'm not saying that she's just making that up or anything, but I'm just saying I would take that... I, I, don't believe it was that harsh. You've got to put it in context, I think. And that's her, I mean, that's her view and that's her, her opinion. Obviously, she's quite young at that time and he's older and he's got all these problems. And obviously, they didn't maybe get on very well. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I feel like she's a bit too harsh in interviews. I feel yeah, like. I mean, she'd only done, what, two um, stories with him? Yeah. I do feel like... I was like, come on, okay, yeah, he might not have been... I mean, she says in that thing about him being racist and stuff. Yeah. But there's other people that have said, didn't see anything, didn't know, you know. And yeah, okay, if you've got to think about in the 60s, yeah, she's young in the 60s, and her and Ben, Michael Craze, and maybe younger members of the team, they're not going to think like that. But at the time, there's probably a lot of older people that do because they're stuck in those old ways. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair to say William Hartnell was like this because actually, if you asked half the crew that worked on the Tenth Planet, they were pro- you know the older people. Yeah. It's not just him. I'm, do you know what I mean? You've got to yeah. put it in a bit of context and say. And okay, also. Okay. Yeah. He probably made some bad comments and stuff yeah. of of the time, but I wouldn't just. You don't want to remember him like that and focus on that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You've got to have she's a bit probably, of a balance. She's probably made quite a lot of money out of interviews of... Um, yeah, I'm not being... saying she just said... But, uh, yeah. yeah. And, when you, and it, also yeah. when you're interviewed, you've got to make a bit of a point of saying making something. it a bit interesting as well. I just find it really interesting yeah. that, like... I mean, we've read all these... Of her inter- do you know what I mean? Like, I've read yeah. interviews with other cast that have left. Yeah. You know, through my Doctor Who magazine reading. From you. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and None of them talk about him in a... They don't talk about him in, like, a star-wonderful way, but they don't talk about him in a negative way. They'd say, like, he's hard work, but actually they talk about him in a very vulnerable way. Yes. And she does not, and I just find it really interesting. He's probably very vulnerable by the end, Yeah, and she's just come on. Exactly. But I'll I'll, um, dig out her book, actually, next time, and we can have a look at that and see what she says in that. Yeah. Um, she's lovely and she's great and I've met her quite a few times and yeah but she is a bit yeah as I say a bit negative at that time on Doctor Who yeah um, and yeah it probably wasn't easy for her but but it doesn't sound like it was easy for any of them and I think no. you sometimes have to think of the wider picture um, so before we go now we're at the end of the William Hartnell era um, I thought we'd have a little bit of a competition Mm, check you for out, Mark. Our regular listeners. We've got some prizes. Oh, Mark, check well, you out. So, I have got here the Cyberman tin, which has the uh, soundtrack of the Tenth Planet and the Invasion, and also the Origins of the Cyberman uh, CD. So, it's, I think this was, it came out ages ago. Um, it's a limited edition. Also, you can you can. It's get... not a Tom special that's missing something. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all there. It's all there. Um, it is like secondhand, but it's in good condition. <laughs> uh, so you can win that along with a two watch who Doskers mug, <laughs> which everybody wants, obviously. And I'll throw in the DVD of the War Machines as well. <laughs> so all you have to do to enter the competition is find our 10th Planet post on our Twitter and just retweet. And then all the retweets will go into a a draw and you could win those special prizes. There we go. I've just said that in a very unexcited voice, but I was concentrating. Win those prizes! (laughs) There we go. That's what we need. (laughs) Uh, So I thought that would be fun. And we can post anywhere in the world. Don't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the hit. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) well it's really annoying when people like here have this but i'm not posting to anywhere else and i'm like if you're offering something to someone 
send it to them. It doesn't matter where they are. <laughs> so Mark will take the hit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and we will announce that um, probably... Well, we'll announce that... In a few weeks. In a few weeks, actually, because we record quite a bit in advance. So by the time you get this, it will be quite a way. So yeah. you've got you've got plenty of time. Just look out for our 10th Planet yeah. episode post. Just share it during that week. So, yeah, we will see you next time for an adventure in space and time. Oh, this is going to be an emotional one. Oh, my gosh. Mark told me that he cries every single every time. Every time I watch this. It's so it's got so bad that I'm trying not to cry at the beginning and then I get a really bad headache because I'm just <laughs> holding it in for the whole of the time. We'll Am I going to cry? I think so. Okay. I'd be prepared. Okay. I mean, I cry easily at anything. <laughs> it is, so. Yeah, I think... I was watching Joe Biden's because you know it, <laughs> of the time now. Honestly, if anyone looks at our podcast in the future, we are like a time capsule <laughs> of like 2020. Um, so I was watching Joe Biden's speech last night at 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> because I just happened to be awake because uh, the cat was awake, and um, and I was crying at that. I was crying at like <laughs> the fact that like there was no more Trump and like Biden was making this speech as the new president elect. How exciting! So potentially, I will need box tissues. Yeah, I think it's going to be. It's really, yeah, we're going to have to be prepared for this one. Yeah, so we'll oh. see you then for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can make sure you follow us on Twitter at uh, Two Watch Who. We're also on Instagram as well. And I always forget to say you can um, listen to us on YouTube as well. Our episodes are all up there. Yeah. Two Watch Who. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Watch who? Hey, Doctor Who, what are you talking about?